Hi, I'm Roger Blackmore. I'm the lead pastor at Genesis Church on Long Island in New York. Thanks for downloading our podcast. I hope it's a blessing to you. If you want to learn a bit more about our church, then check out our website, genesisli.com. And of course, if you live within traveling distance of us, we'd love to see you in person on Sunday morning, worshiping with us. So here's today's message. Enjoy. I hope you're um, eager to hear the Word of God or hear something from the Bible because that's what I've prepared. And so if you're not, I'm sorry for you. Uh, you'll have to listen to me for how long have I got? Oh, yeah, okay. 20 minutes. Uh, my text, well, my title is, uh, today is Living Forever. What's that all about? Living Forever. There's an instance in the Bible where Jesus actually asks the disciples, are you going to leave as well? And without going into the whole background of it all, it's quite a, a big subject, are you going to leave as well, when it's coming from the author of creation. And one of the disciples says, where would we go? Where would we go? You are the one that has the words of eternal life. There are many places that people go to, to look for life, to look for an answer to what this is all about. There are many places such as bars, casinos. Now, I was in America, so I thought I'd better put in the rodeo. <laughs> I'm sorry if you don't have a rodeo here. It's a thing that you watch people on horses or something like that. Uh, some people go to the mountains because there's nobody there, and they like that. Some people go to this Disneyland. Some people go to church. Now, I was interested in what you said. Let's stop going to church. Mm. Social club, curry club, sports, stadiums, etc., etc., etc. When you look at the people that followed Jesus, they're they're quite interesting. I'm um, well. I'm sure you've gathered by now that I'm Scottish. Okay, uh, I am from a fishing family. All my family, and there's a lot of them, um, are all fishermen. We know about fishing. We know nets and lines and baits and all that kind of stuff. Um, one of these, well, there was a few of them that Jesus called to follow him, were fishermen. And there's a story in the Bible where the fishermen went out and they fished all night and caught nothing. They, did, they were desperate. They went everywhere looking for these fish. And Jesus, who's not a fisherman, really, well, he is, but you know how I mean. Um, he tells them, go and put the net on that place and you'll get fish. And they're kind of shocked. They're like, well, who's this guy? He doesn't know about fishing. He's on the beach. And they do it, and they catch this amazing amount of fish. Then you've got another guy, he's a tax collector. Should we talk about tax collectors? <laughs> Maybe not. It's Sunday. Um, then you've got a doctor. Uh, you, you've got different doctors, and then you've got other ones that were called. You've got prostitutes, you've got sinners, and you've got drunkards, and you've got 
a strange group of people that are all following Jesus. I don't know your background. I don't know who you are. Um, I don't know why you've come. But I know one thing. There is a person that has the words of life. His name is Jesus. And he has got his eye on you. He's got his eye on you. Not to condemn, but to say, follow me. Simple as that. The disciples all had difficulties. They all had uh, lifestyles that needed answers. And yet, when Jesus said, leave everything and follow me, they did. It says they just dropped the nets. And to me, that, I mean, I'm Scottish. We are wise with our money. We're not tight. We're just wise. Okay? And we would have, wait till I sell the nets. Um, I'll put them on eBay. And uh, maybe get some extra money. You know, and let me tweet it through whatever, social media. And uh, let's do, let's get some money. And it's very quick, Jesus. And we should be done by midday. And then I'll come and follow you. No, it just says they stopped everything, dropped it all, and followed Jesus. Unconditional. Which is quite surprising. It, it kind of... What happened? What was in his words when he said, follow me? Was it more than words? Was there something interwoven into those words, something how he said it? Hmm. Eternal life. You might say, I don't want to worry about eternal life. I just want life now, today. Uh, I'm not really bothered about after death. I, just, I would like some life now. You know, people do think that eternal life is all about living forever after you die. But eternal life is not about pie in the sky when you die, as somebody said. It's not about life after death. Eternal life, according to the Bible, is about relating to the life giver. You stay around people long enough, you become like them. That's probably why I don't have many friends. So... But you know, if you, if you stay around people, you get what they've got. I was talking to um, one of the musicians. Well, I think he's the leader of the whole thing. And um, he's got the cold or something. And he said, I don't want to come close to you in case I give you what I've got. And I said, well, maybe you'll get what I've got, which is health. There's <laughs> two ways of looking at that, you know. Because when you think about everybody was sick in the Bible, they all caught what Jesus had, but Jesus never caught what they had. Quite interesting. People, circles, influence. When you're in among people, they influence each other. You have all got friends, best friends, not so good friends. Um, some people you're not interested in because you don't connect. You don't have the same priorities or the desires. Uh, you enjoy things in a different way. Um, so you will, 
you will all create, whether you want or not, you will create groups where you feel at ease, you enjoy this um, and that. People groups influence. Eternal life is about relationships. Eternal life is relational. It's about knowing a person. And I think you've probably come to the conclusion who he is. His name is Jesus. You know, for whatever reason, we let people down. Uh, I remember somebody saying, I'm, I'm, I don't like this church. I'm leaving. I'm going to another church because I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like this. They're looking for the perfect church. The problem is, the minute that person steps into the perfect church, it becomes imperfect. Because we carry around imperfection. We are the ones that carry around perfection or not perfection. And so when we come into relationships, sometimes people let us down because we are imperfect. I don't trust people anymore, maybe somebody's saying. They let me down. Maybe you've invested time, money, and people, and you have been left with debt, with stuff that you didn't want for the rest of your life. And you're thinking, what am I going to do? I wish I'd never started in the first place. You know, relational um, relationships are or could be scary. If I get involved, what's going to happen? If I leave everything and go, what's going to happen? I have done that once, and my life is a mess. Now, maybe that's true, but I probably there's quite a few in this building that have done it for the second time, and their life is a lot better. There's positives, not only negatives. We often look at the negative because we're living the negative, and we think everybody should, or is possibly living the negative. But it's not true. There are people that have been have had great relationships, lives have transformed. I mean, I have only been married once. I mean, now I have to say that because my sister's been married twice. And, um, but we'll not, we'll not focus in on that, you know. It just happened, you know. Things happen in life. I'm just being normal. Uh, I've been married once, and as you heard yesterday, uh, my wife loves me stupid. <laughs> and as you heard, and I was out there listening, I woke up at that moment, and um, I heard her say, but my husband loves me more, stupid. <laughs> and that's true. I love my wife. Ah, oh, she's amazing. She's Italian, as you can see. <laughs> and for the Spanish in here, esto es la curva de la felicidad. For you Americans that don't understand Spanish, um, I just said, this is the happiness curve. <laughs> happiness curve. Italians are all crazy, which fits my profile. <laughs> I like that. We're all crazy in Scotland. I heard that, Roger. Amen. <laughs> you know, for whatever reason you find yourself at this place in life, whatever reason, I want to tell you that Jesus is saying, give me a chance. Give me another chance. Give me a chance. 
I am the life giver. I hold the keys to life, real life. There's a woman, and I want to focus in on this woman. Um, this is a woman, she's, she's found in a few of the Gospels, but I'm going to look in Mark chapter 5. This is a woman that has a physical ailment. She's losing blood. Okay, now all you ladies that understand that, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And you men, this will be uh, a teaching for you. Okay? But women lose blood. And it, it can come through different reasons. This lady, it doesn't say why she's losing blood, but it, it actually says she's losing blood for 12 years. And she's gone to physicians, she's gone to doctors, she spent all her money, and nothing's working. It's getting worse and worse. That's what the Bible says. The, the, the situation wasn't getting any easier. It was getting worse. Now, this is her story, okay? This is what she's living, 12 years. It doesn't say that she's had a husband. It doesn't say she's married. We don't know. Maybe she had a husband. Maybe the husband left because of this situation. All the money was going down the drain. Uh, you're, be, you're being very selfish, and I'm leaving. We don't know. We can imagine, because we live in a, a world very similar. And this lady hears about Jesus because we come to that conclusion because she actually says, I need to go and touch Jesus because he's my only hope. Something ignited within her, in her spirit, in her heart, there was hope. She'd heard something. She maybe heard that, you know, Jesus provided food for everybody or Jesus delivered a person from evil spirits, or somebody got healed, and something ignited in her. Maybe this morning, something's igniting in you, and you're saying, what is this Scott saying? What is he saying? He's, he's talking like Jesus is real. Oh, he's very real. Very real. We don't just sing songs because we like to. We sing songs because he's real changed our lives, changed my life, transformed it. Every day he's transforming it. Every challenge, Jesus says, and he tells me what to do to get through. Because I would never come up with the, with the answer. This lady started to believe that if she could just get close enough to Jesus and not even touch his body, but touch his clothes, she would be healed. Now, that's stupid. That is crazy stupid. You don't go and touch somebody. If somebody came up to me and said, let me touch your clothes, I'd say, you, what? What are you talking about? So this lady was clever, though. She's desperate, but she's clever. She comes up with a plan that if I sneak through the crowd and just touch the bottom of his garment... I'll be healed. Now, where we find this happening is there is a, a, a father that comes to Jesus in the crowd and says, my daughter's dying, can you come and pray for her? Right? That's the scene. So Jesus is on his way to heal this young um, daughter 
and he's walking along with a man, and then he goes, hey, who touched me? And the disciples go, what? Are you nuts? There are about a thousand people around you, Jesus. They're all touching you. No, no, no. Who touched me? Now, what was he saying? He was actually saying, who touched me with faith? Because every person that touches Jesus with faith, what is faith? Hope. Believe in what is not seen as though it's a reality. Every person that touches Jesus, that says, help me, save me, deliver me, heal me, restore me, give me joy, when you believe that the minute you ask that, Jesus is going to speak or Jesus is going to act, then something will take place. And this lady not only touched Jesus' clothes physically, but she touched him with faith. And he felt it. And that's why he stopped and said, who touched me? Who touched me? Because I have felt something go out from me. Power has gone out from me, but where? Now, it's interesting because many times Jesus knows the thoughts of what the people are thinking. But at this moment, it doesn't say he knows who it is. He just says, somebody has touched me. Who is it? And this frail lady comes forward. She's not frail anymore because she's been completely healed. She comes forward and she actually, it says, she actually owns up to it. That's a reality check, you know. Whereas she'd been hiding for most of her life, she comes up and she says, it's me, Lord. I touched you. And then Jesus says, good on you. Well done. That's what it's about. You're healed. Go in peace. You're healed. I can just imagine that lady. I don't think she was like, thank you. <laughs> I, I can't see that. Because when, when Jesus does a miracle in my life, I'm like all over the shop. I'm like jumping and, and telling everybody, you know what happened? You know? It's like... You can't contain it. I think this lady was going around saying, it was me, <laughs> it was me. <laughs> My life has changed. Come on, no blood. Hey. I'm going places. I love the fact that in the middle of Jesus going to heal a young girl, he still has time for somebody else at the same time. Jesus is so amazing that I'm preaching, I'm speaking to you, and he's talking to you, and he's talking to many people here at the same time. Because he knows exactly what you're going through. He wants to heal and help you. Wrapping up this morning, there was a group called the Pharisees and the Sadducees. I call them the Fars and the Sads. They were Far and they were Sad. Sadducee. I just me in the way I look at things. That's why they were called that. It's theology for you. 
We don't teach that at the Bible school, because if I did, they would believe me. They were the only ones that never, ever got anything from Jesus. Because their heart, their asking, was not with faith. It was with venom. They wanted to trap Jesus. They wanted to expose him, but they couldn't. I want to encourage you this morning. You want life? Talk to the right people. You want real life? Talk to Jesus. He says in John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. If you want something real, go to the source. Go to the one that is life. Eternal life is not about after death. Eternal life is about a relationship. A relationship. Do you want life? Do you want out of your situation? Do you want someone to hold your hand to lead you through the darkness into the light? His name is Jesus. That's the message this morning. I would love to pray with you, and I'm going to pray with you. I would like to... I don't know if you do this here. If you pray, I have no idea. I know you do.